This is Dave Arlinger, host of Cooking Issues, coming to you live from the heart of Manhattan, Rockefeller Center, Newsstand Studios, joined as usual with Nastasia the Hammer Lopez. Hey, Stas, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. How do, how did you enjoy your non-air conditioned ride on I of ninety five coming in today in your uh, in your sweet sweet your sweet sweet uh, you like to live like it's the fifties, right? With your air conditioning usage. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, you love it. You're loving it. Yeah. So I'm not going to be here for the rest of the summer because of it. What? I mean, how about this? I might have Fix a your freaking attack. air conditioner. It's it's way too expensive. It's not just the air conditioner. But oh, wait, 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 let me ask you a serious question on the air conditioner. Mm-hmm. I know that we've you know joked that we're like, well, well, all right, hold on. Nick Wong is here. We'll introduce him later. We've got Joe Hazen rocking the panels. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well. And we got and we got uh, Mr. Mr. Jacques Molecule in the uh, there on the uh, in our rock in the California and all that. How you doing? How you doing, Jack? I'm good. I also don't have air conditioning, and it drives me crazy. But like but that's that's that kind of a choice you're making. That's like a car. that's like a hundred and twenty dollar problem. You invest a hundred twenty dollars in a no, room. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> well, no, how how big's your room? Windows. How big's your room? I have these flat windows, Dave. That the the unit can't really fit into these windows. It would take it would take some like weatherproofing in my apartment because they don't seal entirely. There's a lot of problems. Hold up. When you say slat window, give me roughly. Give me the dimensions of your windows. Um, I don't know, like a standard window size. Then what's the problem? Know. If it's a standard window size, then why can't you do Look, are you saying they're too skinny I, for I an air conditioner? No, what I'm saying is it's these slats that you kind of crank open and shut, and they don't entirely seal. Okay. Um, these, like, glass panes um, so even I, if i were to like take a few of the slats out I was, it's a whole thing i have a i have uh this thing for you they invented you ready for it are you ready for this invention mm-hmm. duct tape cardboard you just seal everything with duct tape and cardboard it looks hideous but you're, you're cool <laughs> i have lived for decades with being like how about some duct tape and cardboard and it just keep you cool, man. Who the hell lives in L.A. with no air conditioning, like, this day and age? Like, if it, uh, by choice. Hard. By choice. How about yeah. this? If yeah. you don't want to do that, uh, go buy a, 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 a Sawzall, not a Searzall. Buy one, too. Go buy a Sawzall. Cut you a hole in your, in your wall. Stick the air conditioner in the hole in the wall. Turn it on. Enjoy. You know what I mean? You might have to reinforce the wall. Please don't do that without checking to make sure you're not going to cut through some structural members, but... You know, that's all. Uh, yeah. yeah. Look, where there is a window, there is a way. Are you on the ground floor? All right. No. Mm. That limits you somewhat. Uh, a chef friend of mine once was installing an air conditioner in New York City and did the whoopsie daisy, and it went all the way down to the pavement. Shaboom! Oh, no. Did not kill anybody. Just luckily. That's why in our apartments, technically, we're not. No one's allowed to install air conditioners. Like technically, you're supposed to get someone to come do it and install all the brackets and stuff. Because like an oopsie daisy in a 20 floor apartment, that's like game. Well, frankly, from like two stories, an air conditioner falling is a game over man situation. Paxton, rest in peace. That was Paxton, right? Game over, man. Wasn't that him? Anyway, you guys don't watch movies. I know Nastasi doesn't like to watch movies. Thought you guys like to watch movies. Nastasia only Nastasia's only form of entertainment is to be on the Connecticut side of the Long Island Sound and listen to Long Island radio. Is that true, Stas? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And she calls in and they answer her requests and she interviews like, you know, 70 stars. Who was that 70 star you interviewed? I don't remember his name. Mm. What was his song? Brandy. And what was your theory about Brandy and what did he say? Uh, she lives in your mind. Everyone's mind or yeah, his mind? everyone's mind. Does that mean he murdered her and she only lives in your mind or she was always a fantasy, like not a real person? Fantasy. Yeah. Creepy. Uh, <laughs> what? Looking glass. Looking yeah, glass yeah, 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 yeah. Looking glass? The name of the yeah. band. This makes no sense to me. All right. We are joined in the studio today by Nick Wong, one of our favorite people. How you doing, Nick? I'm good. How you doing? Doing well. So, uh, you Sorry, know. Sorry, I, I almost went for it, Nastasia, but what? I had oh, to. So Nick Wong famously, <laughs> to us, came on the air, I don't know, like nine years ago or something like this, and said nothing the whole whole time. Just stoned it. Like 15 minutes. It wasn't, no, the it whole, whole show. The whole damn show. show. At, Nastasia's, whole show. at Nastasia's behest, no, because no, no, no. Nastasia's time, a bad person. The first time he did it, it was on his own, and then the second time he did it, mm. it was at my behest, I and see. that was only 15 minutes. All right. Oh, because he will only do what you want for 15 minutes? I like it. Yeah. That's a strong, strong pound. All right. So uh, if you're listening on the Patreon, call in your questions to 917-410-1507. That's uh, 917-410-1507. If you'd like to join the Patreon, you can go ahead and uh, do that. We have upcoming guest uh, Greg Backstrom. I'm not exactly sure of the date yet, but uh, tune in for that. And John says he wants to come back and hang out uh, for that because this is our first official post. John, he's, uh, he's getting ready for his new job. Getting ready for his new exec uh, exec chef position job. Yeah, no longer no longer with the Booker and Dax customer service. So you guys uh, who need customer service at Booker and Dax, you're gonna have to give us a little bit of wiggle room, right, Stas? Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of wiggle room. Have you found in the past that people give us wiggle room? <laughs> no, they want to talk directly to you. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea for many reasons. All right, so uh, Nick. You, when did you first come? I, f- I first met you. Nick was one of our. Uh, so, when I was at the French Culinary Institute as the director of culinary technology, we had uh, a couple of what I would call like really g- good, excellent, amazing groups of people. And Nick was part of one of the first amazing, kind of like hardcore groups of people that are still like friends this day, like whatever, what is it, 12 years later or something like that? Some of that. 12, 13 years Inter- later? Intern squad. Yeah. So, when did you come to the, to the FCI? 2008. All right, and and you were part of the Mindy, right? M- you were, Mindy, Angela, Engsu, right? But you were slightly earlier than them, right? You left while they were there, or no? You were you were same time as Mindy, right? No, Mindy, I can't remember. Mindy, Mindy was not in school; she was working. Right, with so you. she she was one of the very first interns, and then she started running the intern program before Nastasi. Nastasi mm-hmm. took over for for Mindy. So then you came on again, roughly the same time as Ang Su and and uh, Angela, and then we had a couple of other good people. I forget. It's very hard for me to remember at this point in my life, like who all the people were at the same time. But back then, you couldn't do this anymore. It's not a good idea. But in order to be an intern, the rules were. What were the rules? There's only one rule. You just had to have a talent, right? You had a talent. You had to like supply yourself with a nickname, right? And you were not allowed to huff the nitrous. Um. Goggles when you work with LN. Goggles, when you, yeah, back because that and was not that, my rule. And, and now that's not really a rule. That for wasn't you my room, rule. So. That was like, look, some of the things that I put, the rules I put, like, but like we had finagled our way into getting a nitrous tank so that we wouldn't, you know, so that we could do fun stuff with nitrous. And the only way I could do it was to go completely ape hardcore on not using it as a recreational drug. Also, like literally nitrous tanks 
are dangerous because what they're not da- it's not if you balloon it it's not dangerous like nitrous tanks are dangerous because you don't OD, you just suffocate. So people will put a nitrous mask on and then pass out with the mask on and they don't have an oxygen tank hooked up to it and so they, they just suffocate. That's how like basically 100% of people die who die from nitrous, right? And so, but that doesn't matter. Like we just had to have like a zero tolerance on huffing uh, the nitrous. So uh, Nick was there and we never actually forced anyone to have a special skill, but Nick couldn't come up with his, like, special talent, right? Stas, you know this story? Yep. Yeah. So Nick couldn't come up with his special talent. So they had a, uh, was it hot dogs or hamburger? Hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog eating contest at the FCI, which, by the way, after you left, I had to hold down the FC. I had to hold down the, the culinary technology team. I had to beat everyone because you had left. So he's like, this is going to be my talent. Either I win this hot dog contest or I'm not coming back upstairs. And what happened? You came back upstairs. I won. You won. Yeah. Hot dog's really a mind over matter thing. Everybody's overthinking it. I was like, oh, I'll eat the bread first and I'll eat the meat and I'll just, just go. Pound. Pound. Gotta go. Pound. Secret? Small bites. Really? You're a small bite man? Small, small fast. Small, yeah. small fast bite. Yeah. My secret was wearing a luchador mask where I had to clip the edges to get my mouth open wide enough to shove all the, all the hot dogs in. Did you like win by a lot or by a little? I think I won by like a good like twelve to twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ours was I think just number. The one I won was I think just how many you could eat in the allotted amount of time. And if my memory serves me, I completely outclassed everybody. <laughs> you know, that you know, tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a good. I'm trying to convince my children not to do food bets. As in, don't take any food bets from you. Well. Jen, my wife, is a strictly anti-stupid. She's kind of an, like strange that she married me because she's Very. kind of anti-stupid, like in gen- not anti-stupid, but she's not pro-stupid. And so, like, I think like uh, all the food bets I used to take, like who could be the first person to finish a gallon of Jello, like who could you know eat like the full uh, you know half gallon of mu- you know food service container of mustard. Who could chug the entire food service jug of crappy paste salsa, like all that stuff? Like, you know, like how many tea bags can you eat before you vomit? Things like this. She finds this to be not amusing. You know what I'm saying? And so she doesn't want our kids to follow. I mean, Booker's not going to do that, but she doesn't want Dax to do that. She doesn't want Dax to be like, well, dad did it, so I'm going to do it. She doesn't talk like that. Anyway, so she's not for it. So I don't, I don't do, and I don't think I could do it anymore. I'm too old for, for food bets. I think there's like a limit. There's like a limit. The trick with food, eating food, is to get past your mental revulsion where you feel like you want to upchuck if you put another bite of that specific object into your mouth, right? Yeah. So how do, how do you get past Eye that? on the prize. Yeah. Like just think, just go straight through it, plow through it, right? Don't look at anybody else. Don't look at anybody else? You're not else? competing against them. You're competing against you. There you go. There you go. All right. So uh, after you uh, graduated, you went to uh, Sambar. Co, actually. Co, co. Oh, oh, how was that? Was that Serpico days? Yes. Serpico. You got me the job. Yes. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I remember I remember there were some issues. Like, everyone had issues. Like, like no one wants like to... Ha- cooking issues? Like, cooking issues. No, I'm not even going to get into it. So you got that job, but then you like were like looped into the Momofuku world for like a long time. Yeah. You ended up at Sam, 
And then, but there was a, for a while you went to Encanto in between, which is uh, Chris Constantino's restaurant in California, right? Yep. And then you made the big break and you moved to Houston. Why Houston? Which is where you live now. Which is where I live now. Right. Um, the move to Houston was not really thought through all the way. It just kind of happened. Uh, when I left New York in 2017, I kind of did a zigzag road trip across America. And I had Chris Shepard's contact info. He's a famous chef in Houston, for those that don't know. Um, reached out to him, said I'm going to be in Houston for a few days, give me some recommendations, suggestions, and he rolled out the red carpet for me. Uh, got back at the end of my trip back to California, and he just kind of followed up and was like, hey, we're uh, thinking about opening a restaurant next year and your name keeps coming up is this something that you'd be interested in and i said i'm unemployed and i live at home with my parents in, so in, in milpitas mm, no you, you keep on trying to make milpitas a thing and it's it's not that's not where it is that's not how you pronounce milpitas that is how you pronounce milpitas <laughs> i want you to be from milpitas so badly i know i know let's just say uh, yeah back home in milpitas <laughs> i got the call how close are you to milpitas like 20 minutes. Uh, and it's Milpitas equivalent. Yeah. Okay. Milpitas adjacent. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, and I said, you know, I'll come check out the city. I went out for a week. At the end of the week, I decided I'd, you know, want to give it a shot. So then went back home to California. Two weeks later, drove out to Houston from San Francisco. Sorry, Milpitas. Milpitas. There you go. And uh, we opened the restaurant a month later. And that was, that was, you started at UB Preserve or you start somewhere else? Uh, UB Preserve. All right. So UB yeah. Preserve and you did that for a long time until it closed. Yep. Right. And then you moved and I went there. It was delicious. And then I went to, uh, I never got to go to Georgia James, which was your most recent. That was yeah. more of a steaky housey. So there's two of them. There's a Georgia James, which is the steakhouse. And then there's Georgia James Tavern, which is a smaller concept downtown Houston. And I was there just for a few months and then decided to leave the company and, just taking some time off, recharging, and yeah. Well, that's that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna talk about in a minute. But a few questions: How much of that menu is still uh, your menu? Has it been totally changed at the tavern? No, yeah. none of it's mine. No, no. Because I was looking, I was like, "What is a ghost pepper caviar? Why would I want ghost peppers in my caviar?" You like spooky caviar? Okay. All right. All right. So my question to you is: First of all, like I don't know, like what's your? Are you willing to talk about what you want to do next after you recharge, or no? Yeah. Um, it's always been kind of the goal to open up my own place. And I think I'm in a good spot now that I feel confident that, you know, I can open up a spot. It'll be in Houston because right. it's way easier to open a business in Houston than either here in New York or back home in Milpitas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, uh, what's your favorite Bon Me shop in, uh, is it still California or whatever it's called? Cali sandwich. Pretty good. Um, I was like, there's this place called Dawn. And Tien An. Those are my three. So what's it like? Because I think this is the thing that a lot of people who are more on the pro side uh, who listen are going to be curious about. Like, you know, uh, you didn't, weren't that long uh, with, uh, with Costantino, right? Like six, eight months or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Not that long. All right. So we won't, we won't include that, right? But you worked for at a very high level for two very famous chefs with very large like media presences right like yeah. so Chris Shepard runs uh, that awesome charity mm -hmm. you know obviously you know Dave Chang is Dave Chang who? uh 
Yeah, yeah. Who, who's that guy? Yeah. And, you know, uh, zillions of restaurants, like a lot of stuff. And you work in a very high level for them. And when you're in a position such as yours, you are relied upon and seen kind of part of the – once you get to a certain level, you're part of the DNA of the establishment, right? And then when you leave, this can be – I mean, I wasn't there, obviously, when you left, uh, you know, the uh, Underbelly, which is Chris, um, Chris Shepard's uh, restaurant group. Right, but I was certainly there when you left uh, Momofuku. Uh, Do you remember it, that last night? Oh my God! You dude. came in, you came in strapped. <laughs> Do you remember that? With, you you plastic wrapped a Smirnoff ice to your chest. Oh my God! And wore a jacket over it, and then walked to the pass and Smirnoff iced me. Well, why don't you explain for people who don't know what Smirnoff icing is? It's a dumb frat boy game. Yeah, but uh, explain. Don't, don't Google it. All it's right. stupid. It's just. But Nick here, used to here, do it all here, the time. Here, chug a, chug a disgusting smear off ice yeah, while yeah. you're on one knee. Yeah, yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. But anyway, it was something you had to do back then. Anyway, but but it's uh, it can be challenging, right? Because, like, you you need those people's support. What's it like to, to leave a group like that? Honestly, I think it's, it's fine for me because I, again, I, I feel pretty confident in what I want to do next. And I think leaving the company is going to allow me a little more freedom. I'm also kind of getting to the point where I just kind of don't want to have a boss anymore. Like I would, I would rather work for myself if I'm going to put in the hours and do all the stuff. I'd rather have that be for me. Um, and I guess for people, cooks, sous chefs, whatever working in today's environment, the thinking about branding and things like that is like less of a, new concept i think for maybe my peer generation of cooks it wasn't something that's consciously thought of like cool i need to build a social media following and have that be my own thing separate from wherever i'm working at well right except for like what's messed up from the public's perspective is it's not like the in the 70s right in in the 60s and 70s i wasn't you know conscious i wasn't alive during the 60s but you know prior the chef, maybe people who knew knew who the chef was, but the restaurateur was more important yeah. and the name of the restaurant itself was more important, right? So there really wasn't an opportunity to build yourself. Um, you know, really with the rise in the, I would say, like mainly in the 90s, right? The rise of like the celebrity chef made that kind of a thing. But it, in other words, it's hard to build a business without building it around a personality or it had been hard, right? It, you know, unless you've already been in business 8 billion years, you can't build a business around a name unless it has a personality attached to it. But the downside of that is it makes it more difficult for someone like you to get the light shown on themselves unless they're willing to branch out. So I think it's a difficult thing for people to um, – find their way through because I also think that something that gets lost in the shuffle of people constantly trying to push themselves forward is I think to do a really good job in this business, you need to have some loyalty, right? You need yeah. to, to, to a concept, to a place, to a team, you know what I mean? So how do you, so it's interesting that, and you were Mr. Team Player, you know what I mean? Like super team player, you know what I mean? Like hardcore, like I've seen you take some serious crap from people that you should never have taken. Like, I won't, you know, talk about it, but like hardcore, you know what I mean? Like inappropriate, you know what I mean? And, you know, you, you took it, which is not right. You know what I mean? But, uh, 
uh, you know, I'm saying about, you know, my direct experiences with you, not like, you know, what, what I don't know anything about Houston. Uh, everything was very pleasant when I was there. I'm not going to say anything. Um, but, you know, how do you help people navigate that difference? Because I think, or that, that line, because there is a line. If you're only out for yourself, like, you can be lucky and, and make it. But I don't think you're ever going to be great if you're only really in it for yourself. You know what I mean? Or I mean, maybe you are. Maybe I'm wrong. I think there's also people in the industry that maybe they don't want that spotlight and they're totally fine to just work, be a company man, you know, essentially. Yeah, no, I know people who, have, who are great at that. And so it's like a, kind of like a team. There's the person who like is that name that's built around and there's someone who's willing to do that for like 20, 30 years, yeah. you know, people, you know, who, who do it. But I mean, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like, a, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how, I, how I, I feel about that. You think that they're truly happy with the decision? In other words, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around whether this is something that they are super psyched about. I'm sure sometimes they're psyched about it and sometimes they're not right to be in that position because there's a certain comfort level to it, right? No one wants to be out there. I mean, I, I think a lot of people who need to put themselves out there don't really want to be out there on the social, having people lob bombs at you because that's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one lobs bombs at the right hand. Yeah. Everyone always lobs bombs at whoever the, the, face. the face is. And that can be very hurtful for some people. So, you know, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Ready to have some bombs lobbed at you? Not right now. Yeah. Bomb, bomb me up. Yeah. Let's go. All right. So, uh, when you, uh, took time off or uh, when not time off when you when you left uh underbelly you took a car trip uh because a, car, a friend of yours needed to drive their car from houston to new york yes that's right. why i'm here right now so the first stop from houston in the drive was memphis what, yeah. did, you, what did you eat um i've never been to memphis not very good barbecue not Ooh. bad but it was just from a rando place because this first memphis stop was kind of last minute so no researching, no whatever. Just spend the night, get back on the road the next morning. Right. Oh, for one. Okay. But uh, really uh, like Memphis though. Good oh. live music. Okay. But you're oh for one. All right. I, I'd say zero for zero. It, it was not a negative food experience. Okay. But it's not a superlative one. <sighs> what kind of barbecue? What was what was the meat? Uh, ribs. Okay. And just a goopy, goopy sauce, dry meat, stringy. Dry meat stringy, not that much sauce. Mm, I actually. It was just at like a random bar. Okay. It was just sustenance. Okay. Beers? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, then you drove to Nashville. Food? Nashville, pretty good. Did you uh, have any of that chicken? You know, I've never, I've never been to Nashville, so I've never had any of their. The hot chicken? Yeah. Didn't do the hot chicken. Last time I did my road trip, I did the hot chicken. How was it? Hot. Real hot. Hot like yeah. useless hot? You, you, Jack, you co-sign on this? Useless hot? Yeah. The the hottest is useless hot, and the regular hot is tasty. Yep. You know, you know, yeah, tasty in my family means that it's garbage. That's what my stepfather <laughs> says when he hates something. Oh, it's tasty. It has taste. It is not. It is not <laughs> agar and water. It is not tasteless. It is tasty. Yeah, uh, no, the, hot, the hot chicken's good. What you, you like? You're 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 a fan, but you don't like the useless hot. No, useless hot is exactly that. Yeah, it's useless. 
I gotta say I agree with that. I think you like there's a reason it's called useless hot, right? Because it's just to show that you can do it. It's not. It's like, not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable. When I had that useless hot, it wasn't even seasoned. It's just hot. Like they're not even trying to make this have any flavor at all. It's just there to hurt you, yeah, basically. Right. Mm. All right. So you didn't have that this time. What did you have this time? Had some barbecue. Pat uh, Pat Martin. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, went to Arnold's. Mm. Meat and three. No relation. Yeah. Very delicious. Yeah. That's why it's no relation. Very delicious. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? I went to this place called Lou. It was pretty cool. Uh, uh, yeah. Good. Good. So you stayed a while there. Yeah. A couple days. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Martin's potato roll uh, controversy? I know it's not the same Martin. What do you think about the Martin's potato roll con- controversy? Can't I, can't I just eat a bun without it being a thing? No, you can't. Can't. I don't. You, you can't just have a bun. I don't think it's. It mean it's getting hard and harder to separate. You know. Yeah. That is voting with your dollars, right? Yeah. Like so. Were you on the potato roll? Uh, were you were you a, a potato roll man back in the back in the day before this became a thing? Didn't really sell a lot of sandwiches. On I mean, potato in roll, life so. though. In life, I mean, I don't get crazy over them. They're just it's just bun. Are you one of those Hawaiian roll sweet roll freaks? I do like a Hawaiian roll. I don't know if I'm a freak about it though. I don't know. Maybe freak. Stas, do you have any bun feelings? Are you any sort of feelings on buns whatsoever? No. Huh? Nope. I like, and I know this is dumb, I like the oversized Martins with the sesames on them. I've seen those. I think I've also seen them being used and just watching all the sesame seeds just get all over the place. Oof. Speaking of sesame, did you know that in January it's going to get listed as one of the major allergens? So all the bakers are going freaking bananas because all these places that have sesame seeds in their bakery now have to like change all their labeling and all this stuff because it's being added to the major allergen list. I think it's an underreported story, to be honest. I mean, have you heard anyone talk about it? No, the, the sesame cabal is keeping it under wraps. Yeah, the, ses- the sesame people are really keeping it down. They're hoping to murder everyone with a sesame allergy before the end of the year. So if you have a sesame allergy, like, watch out. They're, a- they're after you. Joe and Jack, what are, your, what, are your bun, what are your bun situations? What are my bun situations? My preference? Yeah. I actually like a good sesame bun. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, you don't care whether it's potato. Yeah. Like, what, do you have a brand you go for? No, I don't. I'm not that like. I'm not that worried about it. The baby Jesus invented yeah, I, I a bun care. called Kummelweck. Have you ever had this one? The Kummel, the Kummel, the Weck, no. the, the Kummel buns. It's it's caraway and salt on top of like a standard like soft bun. That is a great. Oh my god, that's, caraway, caraway. Yeah, that's the buffalo. It's not inside. It's not rye bread. It's a white bread bun, soft white bread bun, egg wash, with uh with like salt, like flaky salt, and caraway seeds. And with sliced roast beef and horseradish, super money. It's also hyper money Isn't with burgers. Kind of fun? What? It's like available in grocery stores? Or? Not here. No. You have not to go here, to okay. Buffalo. You have to go to Buffalo. And, it, and really, you should just make it yourself. Listen, if anyone wants to try this, go buy caraway seeds. I know nine-tenths of you probably don't even have caraway seeds in, in, your, in your house. I have caraway seeds like dribbling out my ear. I have so many caraway seeds in my house. Oh, what's your most used? I do. Yeah. What's your most used spices, people? What's the one you? What's which spices do you rip through other than crush, crushed hot pepper? Everyone knows I ri- ripped through crushed red pepper. Sumac. Really? Yeah. What brand do you use? I get it from the joint over there on the west side. You know the um... the international grocery. Yep. Nice. Uh, they are 
Turkish, but they sell no, they're Greek. No, they're Greek, but they sell a lot of Turkish stuff. Uh, are they Greek or are they Turkish? Oh, what remember. about that place over in the East Village too? That had a on Avenue B or Avenue. C. Dual specialty. Dual, yes. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and Calustians. Yeah, yeah. Those are the, those are three good places to buy that stuff. How salty is the one that they have there? Because my issue with uh, most sumac is they dope it with too much salt, so I can't use it in cocktails. No salt, and I add it myself. Okay. Is it brown or red? Uh, it's a good question. It's um, I can't remember when we first got it, but it's definitely on the browner side right now. Yeah, yeah. People, if you live anywhere near... Uh, so it's a different sumac that they harvest over there and they bring in, but if you live anywhere near where there's staghorn sumac, the hairy stuff, it's not quite ripe yet where I live, but, man, harvest some of that yourself. Nastasia brought it in once. That stuff's delicious. Delicious. I remember that. Delicious. Delicious. So what do you think about the Portuguese bun? Ooh, I like a Portuguese bun. What's a Portuguese bun? They're like slightly sweet. Like, uh, Not as sweet as the Hawaiian. No, but doughy or denser. Doughy, yes. Yeah. Really good with like a, like a Portuguese sausage sandwich. Like real good. I also, uh, but, but you could take any base bread and, and caramelize it if you want. Just like egg wash. And then salt and caraway seeds. It's my a family show. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> my favorites, my spices I use the most are cumin and coriander, probably. Cumin. Yeah. Yeah. I love cumin. Love. You know who doesn't like cumin? This lady behind me. When yep. pi- when pi- wow. Really? Mm-hmm. She is. Like, yikes. Well, I don't know whether um, she likes I'm, or doesn't like it, but she and Piper, I'll never let her forget it, made quote unquote chili. With no cumin? No cumin. Mm-hmm. That's just stew. And get this. There was cumin in the in the lab. There was cumin in the lab. Yeah. Cumin. Yeah. Cumin. Cumin is cumin is a fancy. Yeah, I left the coriander. Cumin and coriander. Like they transcend. Like every every cuisine tastes good with some. Like there are recipes that taste good with cumin, and uh, I like cardamom too. I don't use a lot of it. I blast through Szechuan. Um, peppercorns in my house. Really? Can I tell you a secret that I think I said on the air before? Go buy the oil. Okay. It's cheating. Isn't yeah. that how Danny Bowen did all that stuff? No idea. Have you ever bought Szechuan oil? Know. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's, it's called prickly. Pe- it's just called prickly ash oil. And there's a red variety and a green yeah. variety, right? I've, I've tried buying prickly ash because the store was out of Szechuan peppercorns, and it was not the same thing. No, but the oil, I think, is all the same. There's a yeah. red and a green. So there's one that's like Sancho-like, it's green, mm-hmm. and there's one that's red that's more red-like. And it's just like the numbing stuff. It's mainly like numbing mm-hmm. oil, and it's easier to dose in those rancid Szechuan buttons that I hate so much. And I use that in my house, but no one else likes it. Mm. I mix it into things. You should try it. I like cheating. Why not cheat? I'm all for <laughs> better living through technology. There you go. All right. So... uh yeah, so I'm saying no matter what kind of bun you like, and I'm going to say, I said this on the air before, I was back in Connecticut taking uh, Dax up to, I don't forget what I was doing, and um, I went to Yukon's Dairy Bar, by the way. Did I already talk about this on air? No. So Yukon, I've not been, I've been to, Cornell has an amazing ice cream program. I've been to their dairy. Good. Uh, I've not been to, uh, I, I think it's uh, UPenn, Penn State. Not UPenn. Penn State, the Nittany Lions, sorry, apologize for saying UPenn at all. Penn State has an amazing ice cream program. They teach a lot of people all over the country how to make ice cream. They have one of the famous ice cream courses. I've not been there. Uh, 
how do you pronounce that place in Canada? Guelph, 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 Guelphy, Guelph, Guelphy, Guelph, Guelph. They have an amazing dairy department, right? And they they do a lot of the internet stuff. So if you want to research dairy on the internet, they're a good place to go. I've not been there. Uh, UConn has had uh, an agricultural, it started as an ag school, I think, and had an agricultural thing, including an ice cream uh, program, which is freaking amazing because you can see the cows where they get the milk from while you're buying the ice cream. The single utter ice cream? Single utter ice cream. It's like, it's just like they, they milk it right into the, like they, they just do the, like they just pasteurize the eggs and then they milk it right in and then spin it right there. Well, you can see the machines and here's what's cool. You can take it as a class as an undergraduate. And every year the seniors make a flavor. And so like I had the, you know, the, the senior 22, you know, dash 22 flavor. And it was just like a bunch of chocolate stuff. And so like, and like, you know, so, uh, you know, Jen got a milkshake, you know, and I got my cone and I was like, oh, yeah, I got the senior flavor with all the, the chocolate. She's like, like 80, 90 years of work. And they're just now coming up with chocolate as their secret flavor. I was like, wow, it's harsh. Their ice cream was very good, though. But I also went to Cheese Wings, which I have talked about, Shady Glen. Have you, you ever heard of Shady Glen, Nick? Mm-hmm. So Shady Glen, in the 40s, they needed a gimmick. So they have one of those big flat-top griddles. And so what they did, they, the Bernice was the name of the lady who was, like, one of the owners. It was the guy in Bernice. And so they, they made the burgers. They put the burgers down. It's not like a full smash. It's m- more like patty and, like, a little bit, little bit of a press, not a you know, smash. They let it go for a while. Then they flip it to a different side of the grill. And then they put four slices of cheese on top. And then they melt down and they, oh my God, Dax timed it. I wish I had remembered. I think he said it was exact, it was exactly something, but I don't know what the exact thing was. Let's call it 45 seconds. It's on that order. And then the guy goes in with a spatula and just goes, and lifts them all up into four like, like flying nun, like, like fricotized like things and then puts them on the bun and their buns, which is why I'm talking about it now, are very fresh Kaisers. And I said it before, but as a follow up, Kaisers are good. Good Kaisers are good. New York Kaisers are stale. I know I've been hating on New York foods recently, but the average Kaiser bun in New York City is a stale, sad Kaiser. But a good Kaiser is good. All right. So, you go from Nashville to where? Uh, Nashville to Detroit. Now, did you have Coney's when you were in Detroit? No. Didn't do Coney's. Did you have beef pizza. No, what? Didn't do any of that kind of stuff. Why? Do you hate, you hate, you hate... I I thought I found more interesting things. Okay, like what? Um, went to Dearborn, which Michigan. Guess, yeah. Okay. Well, it's like fifteen minutes away. Oh, yeah. Um, got some really good Lebanese food. Oh yeah. What what was it? Uh, got the fool. Yeah. yeah. Um, beans. Well, how do they do it? Like like well, not beans. What are those things called? They're like. I thought the fool was. Uh... Or at least the one that I had was chickpeas. Oh okay. I think the ones I had was was it fathers? I don't remember. It's been a long time. And so yeah, it was good. Yeah. Right. Really good. What else? Uh, fat, fatte, fat, fatty, fatte. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. There's a Lebanese dish I had recently, but I forget the name of it. That's cooked like almost like a roti on a tava. That's enrolled with like some sort of like labna like filling, but I can't remember the name of it. But you know what it was? No idea. Good. No, it was good. Oh. But it was like I was passing by. There's a Lebanese place on my street. And I'm passing by it, and I see this, like, you know, upside-down, like, tava thing, you know what I mean? And he's you know, got, the, got the fire under it, and so I'm used to seeing that more for, like, the big rotis, right? You know what I'm talking about? That, like, upside-down, mm. walkie-looking things? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what are you making? And then, what was the name of it? 
I forget the name of it. Now I gotta go look it up. Uh, it's like three letters. Nothing? No clue. Good. No clue. Good. Uh, all right. And then uh, to New York. You had anything good in New York so far? Uh, had a really good dinner at Bonnie's in no, Brooklyn. I haven't been. Yeah. All Pretty right. Good. Uh, now, Nastasia will be mad at me because last night, what did you do? If I don't bring this up, what did you do last night? I visited some of my old haunts in the East Village. Namely? Drop-off service. Oh my God, you go to drop-off service? Yeah. Oh my God, that's where my, uh, my brother and my sister-in-law, Ridge and Trav, Trav who shot my yeah. book, that's where they had their like, uh, what, like, like engagement party or some crap. That's where I had my last drinks when I left uh, Sambar. Right near, what is it, 13th or 12th or something like that? Or? Yeah, like 12th and A. It's, it, it's in an old laundromat, right? That's why it's called drop-off service, because it used to be in a laundromat building. Yeah. I didn't even know the place was still there. Also, across the street from Zaragoza, which I'd forgot existed oh, until yeah. I got there. I was like, oh, Zaragoza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have to buy ingredients there when I couldn't make it all the way up to the 40s, which was the old place where I used to get like ingredients, because they sell made things and ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what did you get there? I didn't get anything there. Huh. Right. Probably should have gotten some tacos. Yeah. Would help. Are they good? You know, I've never had their tacos. Very good. Really? Goat. Like for New York. Goat is the one to get goat? if they got it. Yeah? yeah? You're a goat man? Yeah. Jack, what do you think about the goat taco? Yeah, I'm in. What's your least favorite taco? For it. What's a taco you've had that you want to love and you've never had one you, that, you, that you've had that you've liked? Nopales. You don't like, like nopales? Yeah. Have you had it I mean, all the different ways? Have you had how many different ways have you had no po- how like how many different ways have you tried it and not liked it? Because I can see not liking it. I'm not I'm not going to ride you on this. I'm just curious. Well, it's not that I don't like it necessarily. It's my least favorite. Um, maybe I've only had it a handful of times though. I don't know that I've really exhaustingly gone through all the nopales. So I'm not know, a huge fan tacos. of canned nopales because they just I don't think no, they no, offer no, that no, much. Is it? But, but my question is is that. Do you not like that tart? There's a tart greenness to them. And if you don't like that, you're not going to like Nopalis. But if it's, the, if it's the sliminess, that you can work around. That's where I'm trying to get to. You know what I'm saying? Nick, you know what I'm saying. Got you. I, I think it is more textural for me. But I like okra. I like Nopalis generally. I just think as a, in a taco, it's like I'd almost rather anything else at any point. I mean, I'm never in a mood for a Nopalis taco if I have options, you know? Huh. 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 So, back on the thing. So, in an onigiri, do you like an ume on, onigiri or no? Or not an ube? Oh, yeah. ube? Like you like the the plum in the in the onigiri? So you don't you don't mind tar- things that are tart that should be savory? Okay, all right. It's not no. that. It's the the texture of the nepals. No. All right. Now, yeah. uh, for me, pig ears. I've never had a pig ear taco. I've liked. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Mm. I've tried several. I've had them more crunchy. I've had them less crunchy. And I've never been like, you know what I want today? Pig ear taco. And I want to like it. Like real bad. You know what I'm saying? You I went to Mexico City maybe like a month ago. Yeah. Tried an udder taco for the Ooh. first time. Ooh. Speaking of uh, udder to, udder to, to. Table. Yeah. Udder to table. Yeah. It was okay. I don't think I'd order it again. It wasn't my favorite. And uh, when it's the, udder, is it part of the actual like, like where the milk comes out of? Is it like spongy un, fat un, or is unsure. it skin? It was muscly. Muscly, but like like organ soft muscly, not like meat muscly. Yeah, 
Yeah, because like a, a real dairy cow with like with a full udder, they they look like a bodybuilder. They look like they're all stretched out and veiny, and and it doesn't look appetizing at all. What about you, Stas? What do you think about that? No, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, uh, eyeball taco, pretty good. Oh God, I've never liked eyeballs. Can I say this? I've had eyeballs plenty of times. I do not like them. Why do you like them? Do they take the lens yeah, out? I don't Tastes like good. them either. It was all chopped up. It wasn't like a. It wasn't looking at you in the taco. It's you not know, the it's looking. It's up. just like texturally. It, I think like I would have preferred a better ratio of like let's mix in some face meat or something into this. Yeah. Is that the name of your restaurant? Agreed. Face, face meat? meat. Yeah. Face meat. I face would. Meat. I would go to face meat. You want to go to Nick face Long opens face meat. Oh. It's all sandwiches. Face meat sandwiches. Face meat sandwich. Wow. Classic. Classic face meat sandwich. My f- uh, my favorite meat that I, I rarely like the way that it's actually cooked, hearts. I, oh, really? I love hearts, but I find that, like, for instance, like beef heart chili, it's just ground up too much. I'm not really getting the heart. You know what I mean? Like, I want the heart. It's more an execution thing yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, because, yeah. like, my favorite part of the chicken is chicken hearts. That's mm. the best tasting part of a chicken oh, to yeah. me. Like, I could eat infinite skewers of chicken hearts at, like, you know, at, like, one of those, like, South American barbecue joints. Like, I could do chicken hearts. You know who else loves chicken hearts? Booker. It's one of the few things that he actually likes other than salmon. He eats salmon like chicken hearts. A man of taste. Yeah. Yeah, chicken hearts. Uh, how did we get on? Oh, so you were out yesterday. You did not get a taco. Did not. Right. So then where did you go? Left drop-off service, went to Planet Rose Karaoke. Ah, this is where the this is where the rub. So Nastasia was there the only time I've ever done... I went with you, and that's the only time I've ever done karaoke, and we, we went there. Wait, that was the only time you've ever done that? Yeah. I've only ever been once. Even wow. though Nastasia came close to opening a karaoke bar. Like, that's the... That's the I've only been once. What, what were you yelling in Angela's face... When you were singing, was it Rage or was it? It was kill, killing in the name of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have video. It was great. It turned out that I wasn't in the mood to do what anyone was telling me. You know what I mean? I get that. Yeah. Uh, well, but that brings me. What's what is Nick Wong? As it turns out, if you ever, first of all, if you live in the, in the Houston area, in however long it takes a year, two years for Nick to open his restaurant, uh, Face Meat. It's going to be called Face Meat. So, like, you know, if you have moral qualms about that. That'll be the second concept, more of a kiosk. Oh, that's going to be your... Face meat kiosk. That's where you're going to go IPO. You're going to freaking Shake Shack that. You're going to, like, you're going to have your restaurant and then, like, your chef... I'm going to retire in face meat. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to have a chef who starts a kiosk outside. Then that chef's going to leave. And then after they leave and have no, like, part of the company anymore, then you're going to blow that up into a huge multi-zillion dollar face meat empire. Face meat worldwide. Speaking of face meat, okay, I know this is really old, okay? This is really old, but uh, you know how I'm, I'm obsessed with, I, I've never been to the north of China. I've only been to like like uh, uh, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, Hong Kong. Uh, you know, I've never been north of China. But in the north of China, they, they eat donkey, right? Oh, it's I did not thing. know that. Yeah, yeah, like mainly like chopped up, mm-hmm. like in like, uh, not, they, they call it a burger, but it's not like a burger, but it's like mm-hmm. chopped up, right? And, and apparently it's real good. Apparently, Mm -hmm. it tastes real good. Mm -hmm. And in 2014, Walmart, I think it's 2014, Walmart in China had to recall their canned donkey meat, the five-spice donkey meat. Wait for it. Why did they recall it? 
It wasn't a hundred percent donkey. Right. What was it? What was oh, it? Oh, I was just guessing. Oh, geez. Uh, dog. Close. Rat. No. Fox. Horse. Fox. 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 But get this, it gets like, weirder. Like domesticated foxes? I don't know. Like, I feel like they, it'd be maybe hard those to Russian like, pets. Hunt enough I foxes to. I I I, I, I I can't tell you, but it gets weirder. I'm assuming the story that I read is true. It gets weirder yet. What is the telltale taste sign of fox contamination in donkey meat? Oh, man. If anybody has this answer, it's you. Holy jeez. Well, I read the article. <laughs> I mean, I'm cheating. I would not have guessed it. I don't know that reading something is cheating. That's just learning stuff, Dave. Oh. <laughs> fish. Fishy. Tastes like fish. It has a fishy taste, apparently. Or at least, fox is fishy? I mean, there might have been some translational errors. Maybe, like, what they're saying is fox is some sort of fox that eats a lot of, like, fish or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I would also be remiss to not mention that Nick Wong does not know how Venn diagrams work and never has, although he poisoned my son Dax about what a Venn diagram is. And literally two weeks ago, Dax was like, Nick Wong knows what a Venn diagram is and you don't, Dad. Like, literally. Attaboy. I'm still angry at you about that. All right. Uh, before I get to the Patreon questions, what's the dumbest thing we made back at the French Culinary Institute? Not the dumbest thing we did, which was probably throwing knives. Yeah, that was great. When you graduated, you gave me a set of throwing axes and a kukri. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and we went upstairs. I got you like a tactical hatchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went upstairs and we're throwing. Stas, remember on the fifth floor? Were you there before they built the fifth floor? No. So before they built the fifth floor, before like Nastasia and I had the distinct pleasure of having our office in a garbage room, a literal garbage room, like we were literally treated like garbage. Uh, my space was in a place where there was no bathroom and like one like electrical power thing in an unbuilt section of the fifth floor because they ran out of money to like to build it and they just stopped. I was supposed to have this beautiful lab. That was that's when they hired me. I was supposed to have this beautiful lab. And then when they were like, "We're not going to build your lab," I was like, "Well, am I fired?" They're like, "No, don't go that far. Instead, we're just going to put you in this in this hole." So we would go upstairs to this place, and it was how messy was that place, dude? Appropriately messy for you. Yeah. And I found like a big chunk of wood. Yep. And we would just go up there and blow off steam by throwing knives, which is not appropriate thing for a theoretical boss at a culinary school. Bull whip too. Didn't you have a whip? Several bull whips and throwing knives. And like the the dumbest thing we did is Eng Su and I and you and Angela and Mindy went to WD fifty together and we brought the bull whip on the walk from FCI to WD-50, and we went into a public park and just started cracking bullwhips. Yeah. This is dumb. Sure is. Sure is. Eng Su also, I think it was Eng Su, maybe it was someone else, one of their special skills was to do cartwheels between... This is how stupid we were. That's Mindy's. That was Mindy's special skill? She did a cartwheel. Between chairs. We lined yep. up We lined up chairs and made like, equi- the equivalent of a hallway that was like less than 18 inches wide of chairs. And she's like, I'm going to cartwheel down this whole line. And she did it. She did it. But we should not have been allowed to do that. It's no wonder, thinking back, why everyone hated kids, me. kids, too. Jesus. It's no wonder why everyone <sighs> who worked there hated me. That's not true. Well, they hated working with me. They didn't hate me personally. That's not true. Do, were you there when I 
when I hooked up the uh, CO2 to the uh, ice cream machine? <laughs> no. I walked up to a tailor once, and uh, Sam Mason was like, yo, Dave, can you carbonate ice cream? I'm like, I don't think so. And then I hooked up CO2 to, <laughs> to the tailor and spun it under like some pressure, and like just ice cream was spraying all over everywhere. This is the kind of thing. I think the one of the craziest things, not crazy, but just very smart MacGyvery things I've ever seen you do, uh, there was a food and wine festival, and you are doing a demo on the rotary evaporator. The gasket had broken or something like that, and it was like five minutes till your demo. You're like, get me some softened butter. <laughs> and you made a gasket using softened butter around the seal. Hey, man. You like, got to make it happen. Wow. Just got to make it happen. All right. Uh, oh, so at karaoke, what is, if you ever have the pleasure of working for Nick Wong at, I suggest you wait for the second concept, Face Meet. I'm just going to mean like you can go work for the first one so that you're like higher up in the face meat echelon. Yeah. And like, do I order it by the animal whose face it is? You can order by the animal or you can have a medley. So like a happy family, like mixed, yep. mixed face. Yep. Mixed face. Are you familiar with, uh, what, what's, where is it from? Where was Miles Davis from originally? Isn't it from there? St. Louis. He's from St. Louis originally. I don't know. Anyway, are you familiar with snoot? No. So that's like crispy pig face. Ooh, that sounds good. Never had it. I've never had a real one. I've had a, a BS1 on away game. Never judge somebody on their away game. So I had an away snoot, and I'm not willing to judge snoot based on away snoot. But That's fair. But I feel that like, you should tack down snoot for your, for your you know, face meat, because that would make a good sandwich. Or do I just skin the whole thing and use the face skin as a burrito tortilla wrap? Well, you know I love... That like, Maybe a chimichanga. You know, I love that. So, like when I, when I had the joy of cooking, folks on here, one of the original joy of cooking, like Christmas, quote unquote, things was taking a whole suckling pig, ripping the skin off of it, and then stuffing it with like meat and rice and stuff, kind of similar to what they do in Colombia in Bogota. And I like that's my favorite. Like just like shape of animal and face, like stuffed with stuff. I'll make you one next cool. time you come to Houston. When you do face meat, do you put brains in that? Because I'm not a brains guy. I don't eat brains anymore. I stay away from the brains. Ever since the spongiform encephalopathy, I don't dislike the taste of brains. I just like, it makes me nervous to eat them. Am I stupid? I mean, I am, but am I stupid? That's fair. Yeah. So I will take my face meat without the brains. Okay. Hold the brains. I was made aware that a single small deer brain is exactly the amount of brains required to tan the skin of said deer. Fun fact for you. Do you like brain tanned leather? No. I have seen someone do it on this uh, reality survival series called Alone. I got really obsessed with watching it. Yeah? It's awesome. Yeah? How was the leather? Good? It, I mean, it held up. It held up. I should answer some questions, but what is the song that you sing whenever anyone leaves your employee? When they come, you, you take people to karaoke and you sing them a specific song. And Stasi, I don't I get chills even just thinking about Nick Wong singing this song. What I don't think I know what song you're talking oh, come about. Because I have I have a repertoire. Like I got some that I cycle through depending on the mood. No, when someone leaves. When someone it's like the last thing, the send off. You don't do it anymore? The Whitney Houston song. Whitney Houston? You were doing Whitney Houston. Was Whitney? Yeah. You were doing Whitney, and you were like, I always, I don't know how much you had had that night, but you were like, I always sing this, and you did I Will Always Love You. 
amazing I, rendition. I mean, that isn't, that isn't the repertoire. It's an amazing rendition. And you're like, this is how I send people off because you want people to feel good about leaving and doing whatever they're going to do next. So you sing them an amazing rendition of Whitney. I don't, amazing is a little strong. It's a rendition. I'm for, I'm for it. What about you, Stas? Yeah. Uh, I will say best low-key hype song to listen to before service, non-aggressive, not a rage against the machine, Katy Perry's Firework. Oh. You crank that before service or anytime. Yeah. You just, you let it, let it wash over you. Yeah. It's amazing. Huh. I always mutilate the lyrics to that in my head. It's a good song. Just, you just got to get the boom, boom, boom part. Like, that's fine. What about any of the Miley Cyrus songs? No? Mm, I don't know the catalog as well. Okay. Okay. Gaga? Mm, good, but to just get you hyped up, ready for reaction. Because it's not like, that, that, yeah, that, that firework one is like, you can do it, positive. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not share? Share? Oh, yeah. I love share. What's a good share pump Anything song? off belief. Well, like, I mean, yeah. believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's answer some questions. Uh, obviously, everyone chime in. Uh, Wizmerd wrote in, I'm evil. I mean, we all are. Fair. Like, that's the first step, knowing you're evil. Yeah. If you say you're not evil, you're evil. You're a liar. Yeah, you're a liar. Uh, I stole a miracle berry from a certain botanical garden. It made my glass of wine, a tart, natural a grenache, taste like absolute sweet garbage. You are. Oh, yeah. So N- Nick is the king of the you are. Nick you, is the king of the you are. You are. You are. Yeah. And, and yeah, what's family show? Uh, the question that comes to mind is, has anyone built a successful cocktail recipe around a palate skewed by these berries? No. No. There, there is never, like, anyone who, <sighs> this is my problem with anything that, like, alters your palate, is it doesn't alter everyone's palate exactly the same way. And they're, t- they're too broad. They're too broad. And they also, like, they have an arc to them. So it's possible to make something that tastes good. But, like, okay, so I'll give you an example. To make something that doesn't taste too sweet but has acid, you can do it, right? So, but then you're consuming so much acid that then your stomach hurts for, like, the rest. It's just not a good, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great party trick. It's something to do. I would not build a menu around it. Would, agree? Agree. Agree. Stas? Agree. Okay. Uh, by the way, do you think they really sell those damn berries? Listen, here's what I hate. When things are growing and no one's going to use them, it makes me depressed. I'm not saying you should steal it. You shouldn't. But it makes me depressed when I see that miracle berry there and I know it's just going to hit the ground and get stepped on. Where a rat's going to eat. Do you know that at the garden I'm volunteering at here in New York... I'm volunteering at a garden like you used to, Stas. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they have chickens every year, and they, they dug up the ground next to it, and the rat problem was so intense that the rats ate the live chickens. The rats came in and were like, not just eat, usually rats come in and just eat the chickens' food. They came in, killed the chickens. That's New York. That's New, New, New York, York remains undefeated, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, the rat's like, I'm hungry, I want chicken. I'm not going to wait for you to cook it. Yeah. That's a New York rat. All right. Biftit wrote in, uh, 
Can you riff on how to clean slash sanitize plastic containers? Stuff I've heard is all over the place. Simple soap and water may soften uh, the plastic um, and leach into it or out of it or not. Uh, what about uh, 3% sodium hydroxide at 180 Fahrenheit? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't use alkaline on plastic. Uh, mild bleach solution, is it good or bad? And P- PBW, which is the uh, powder brewery wash stuff, which has a mildly alkaline stuff, is that, is that good? Listen, first of all, I will say this to start. There is no such thing as, pla- as, as, as a unitary plastic that can be treated in, in a certain way. Polycarbonate and things that are related to polycarbonate should never be uh, cleaned with alkaline cleaners because it, like, uh, in, it starts the breakdown of, um, of, the, uh, of the plastic, and you don't want that. I've heard that alkaline cleaners like dishwashing is okay on uh, Eastman Triton, which is a resin that is mainly used. So like, like the newer stuff that like Vitamix and st- and, and them have, like, they say it can handle the dishwasher, although I never put my VitaPrep bl- blender stuff in the, in the dishwasher. But alkaline stuff is very damaging to certain plastics, okay? Also, I wouldn't use alcohol to sanitize certain plastics, like acrylics. Anything with acrylic in it, if you put high-proof uh, sanitizer stuff, it's going to get crazed. So if you, if, you ever look, if you ever walk into an elevator and you see like the, the, where, you know, where the numbers are in the elevator and it looks all crappy, that's because somebody cleaned that thing with alcohol and it crazed it out, right? Uh, lower-proof alcohol is not going to have it. So like, there's no one such thing. The nice thing is it's harder to sanitize things like nylon, which can absorb a little bit of water, right? It's much easier to sanitize things like polypropylene and polyethylene, which are like things like quart containers, because they just don't absorb anything. Nothing's leaching in or out of them. That's why polypropylene and polyethylene are such great containers for things. And for that, I would just, yeah, bleach is fine. You know what I mean? And it's going gonna, it's gonna to go out or any sani is going to be fine on it. Uh, polyethylene, depending on how hot your dishwasher is, can be a pain in the butt because... Um, I wouldn't subject continuously polyethylene to 180 degrees because it'll it'll bow out and get soft. But polypropylene's fine, like wh- like even over 100. You're not supposed to take it over 100 Celsius, but you can, you can. Right? Will you agree with this, Nick? Agree. Okay. Uh, Alex Godin. Uh, oh, John's not here, Alex. Sorry, man, you missed it. But uh, Jack, you're allowed to. You're allowed to. But Nastasia, do you have your earmuffs on? Mm-hmm. Like old boy earmuff. I was old boy, no old school, <laughs> old school earmuffs. Old school, yeah. All right, I have a few carbonation questions. Uh, can you post a link to the new supplier of parts? I think John did that. We'll look at it. Is a reverse osmosis filter that I I didn't use a reverse osmosis filter. I just use a carbon filter to get rid of chlorine smell. RO is probably not going to make the best seltzer because it's got like no flavor to it at all. I don't know. I don't use RO. Maybe your, if your water's really crappy, RO is good. If I'm using a cooler instead of an ice machine, should I use roto-molded cooler or a cheap e-glue or build my own with spray insula- uh, insulation? I've done all of those. The issue is is that you don't want it sitting in the water filth because ice will float on top, so you need to create such that it'll drain out. So you just got to make sure it drains and then have a condensate pump. That's how ice wells work. Ice wells, like the, the plate's not swimming in water. Does that make sense? All right, that answer. Okay, any recommend Jason Gray? Any recommendations on features or brands of pizza stone used for pizza and bread making? Oven goes to five fifty. All right, I will go with steel. The temperature of your oven isn't necessarily as important with how quickly the oven dumps energy in and where the heating elements are. If your heating elements are the reason steel is better, steel and stone have roughly the same. Uh, by weight uh, heat capacity, but since steel is about twice as dense, it has twice the volumetric heat capacity. So for a given um, 
thickness, right? You need steel to only be half as thick as uh, a piece of stone is to get store the same amount of energy. But the steel recharges much quicker than the stone does, and so it can take energy from the bottom of your oven, uh, it, you know, much faster than uh, than your stone can. And so that's why, in general, I would go with steel. Nick, thanks for coming on. Come on anytime, and you know. Good luck in your upcoming ventures. You are face meat. Cooking issues. <laughs> <laughs>